Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to mini episode 265 of Real Life Ghost Stories and I have two spooky stories for you today and the last story comes from the 6th of February 2023 and story number one comes from Paige. I'm not a religious or spiritual person but the paranormal has always piqued my interest. Growing up I was an avid ghost adventures watcher to the point where one of my childhood best friends and I would have sleepovers on Fridays to watch new episodes as they came out. While I reserve an appropriate amount of scepticism There are certain things that simply cannot be explained away. And I have had my fair share of happenings throughout my life. The ones that stick out most to me are the ones that occurred at my apartment in grad school. For three years I lived in a third floor, two bedroom apartment with one roommate who happened to also be in the same graduate programme as me. The apartment was relatively small and laid out with the bedrooms in the back and an open concept kitchen and living room right when you walked through the front door. A small hallway connected the bedrooms to the living space. The random unexplainable things started off small. Since my roommate and I were classmates, this meant that we were gone at the same times every day. Repeatedly, we would come home and the hallway light would be on. For context, neither of us really ever turned on this light because the hallway was so short and it wasn't like we were hanging out in the hallway regularly, especially not before class in the mornings. My roommate and I are pretty frugal and responsible people. We were always conscientious about not leaving lights on when they weren't in use or when we weren't home. There was never a reason the hallway light should have been on and neither of us ever recalled having turned it on on those days. This would also happen with my closet and bathroom light. I'd come home from class and it would be on. I would often leave for class before my roommate to get studying in before lecture started and then stay after she had already headed home. Many times she would call me saying she was creeped and that she had to shut my closet or bathroom light off again. She would come home from class and could see a light shining under my closed bedroom door that had been turned on at some point while we were in class all day. At this point we were so creeped out and both always agreed that the lights were definitely not on when we left. But it had become such a regular occurrence and we couldn't do anything to stop it. We just accepted the fact that something unexplainable was helping to run up our electricity bill. But the other things that began to happen were a bit more unsettling. A little more background. I have a hearing deficit and I'm considered hard of hearing. When I hung out in my room with the door closed, I could not hear anything happening out in the rest of the apartment. One time my roommate even came home while I was in my room. She showered and cooked dinner and I didn't know she had gotten home until about four hours after the fact. This is pretty funny, considering our front door was very heavy and her bathroom was directly adjacent to my bedroom. 
Most people would be able to hear someone coming in and definitely should hear the shower running. One night I was home alone and tucked into my bed for the night in complete silence. I swear on everything that I heard the front door open and close, someone walk down the hallway and enter my roommate's door. My bedroom door even rattled in the frame from the draft that the front door always caused. I sat there and waited for the text from my roommate. We had a routine that she would text me whenever she got home since I couldn't always hear her come in and she didn't want to startle me. I never got a text so I FaceTimed her. She was very clearly still at a friend's house. I told her, there is no way someone wasn't just here. But I was literally looking at her on my phone and she was nowhere near home. She told me she would be home shortly and would let me know because I was definitely not leaving my bedroom to investigate. I'm not that stupid. When she got home, the deadbolt was still locked and nothing was disturbed. We were both spooked, but life went on. And no, we don't think it was the neighbours, as sound very rarely travelled from the singular adjacent unit and we were the top unit so no one lived above us. The next uber unsettling thing to happen also occurred in my bedroom. Of course, most of the happenings seemed to be more related to me compared to my roommate. My bathroom was directly attached to my room, so my roommate and I never used the same bathroom. One night I was brushing my teeth for bed and noticed there was a giant handprint on the top of the bathroom mirror. I hollered for my roommate to come and see. Neither of us could come up with an explanation for it. My roommate and I are both pretty short. I'm five foot two, and she is even shorter than me. Even standing on my tippy toes, I could not reach high enough to try and recreate the handprint and top it all off. The fingers were pointed to the side, not up towards the ceiling, so I would have had to reach even higher. I climbed on the counter like all short people are accustomed to and tried to match the handprint size. The hand was distinctly larger than my own. There was no way that either of us could have made that handprint and we hadn't had any visitors. But yet again, we freaked out momentarily, couldn't explain it, couldn't do anything about it, so life went on. Not too long after this, I came home from class, opened my bedroom door and immediately noticed a large handprint on my pillow. Again, my roommate came to investigate with me because if I'm going to be haunted, you best believe I'm subjecting her to it as well. We tried to debunk it and come up with a logical reason for it, but came up empty-handed. Pun intended. I used to have pictures of both of these instances, but I could only find the one of the pillow. While the lights and sounds aren't the creepiest experiences ever shared, the handprints really start to get us spooked. Then the next two things happened and we about lost our shit. One night while I was sleeping, I saw a full-formed man in my room. I'm generally a sound sleeper on top of the hard of hearing, so there was never an instance where my roommate had ever done anything to wake me up in the middle of the night. On this night, I was lying there facing my bathroom and main door to my bedroom. For whatever reason, I casually woke up and upon doing so, I noticed a man standing by the two doors in an old-timey coat jacket and pantsuit and a hat. But unlike most of the stories about the man in the hat, this man was fully formed with details to his clothing and a face. In my still drowsy state, I was not initially alarmed by this, and in my first instinct was to start talking to this man. I cannot remember what we had started talking about because the next thing I know, I'm coming to my senses that a strange man is standing in my room and the appropriate response should not have been to start up a conversation with him. So my next instinctual response was to scream at the top of my lungs, roll over to face away from him and hide under my covers. 
let me remind you that at this time of my life, I'm a 24-year-old adult, and my first instinct was similar to that of a child in a bad horror film. To make matters worse, I keep a weapon in my nightstand for personal protection, being a young woman living in a state essentially all on her own. But in my moment of sleepy terror, the only thing I could do was scream and hide under a piece of cloth as if that would protect me from a potentially dangerous or a murderous man. I laid there under the covers, not moving, as if they wouldn't know exactly where I was, for probably an hour. I eventually built up the courage to reach for my phone on the nightstand and it was close to 3am. In the morning I asked my roommate if my scream had woken her up and she had no idea what I was talking about. I was shocked that I didn't wake her considering my scream was the stereotypical blood-curdling scream from the movies. I never saw the man again, but from then on I was always extra careful where I looked in the dark when going to bed. That corner never sat right with me after that. A little while after it happened, my roommate and I were talking about all the sketchy stuff that happens in our apartment when another classmate who lived in the same apartment complex, in a unit right behind ours, joined in and told us about how she had had terrifying experiences as well. Her and her roommate regularly sense someone standing behind their sofa or in the hallway while they are on their couch. Her roommate has even seen a man with a similar description walk past the hall while he was home alone. The last notable experience to happen in this apartment occurred during our last semester of classes in grad school. Finally, this experience was centred around my roommate instead of me. One evening during the summer, my roommate, two of our classmates and good friends and myself were hanging out in my living room studying, or more likely at this point in our education, goofing off and complaining about our seniors. My roommate went into her bedroom to grab something when we heard her yell for me. I went down the hall to see what was up when she showed me. There was a soaking wet spot in her closet and a pair of her dress pants falling off a hanger also dripping wet. We were immediately worried that there was a leak but when we looked at the ceiling it was completely dry. We pulled everything out from the bottom of the closet and began putting towels down to soak up all the water. We had a carpet and didn't want to lose our deposit so we did our best to make sure to dry as much as we could. We also went to the neighbours downstairs to see if they had any water but there was nothing. It was so strange. We called maintenance and they came out to double check that nothing had burst but they had no explanation and honestly I think they thought we were crazy. You see, my roommate's closet door had been closed and the dress pants that were off the hanger were not what you would consider everyday item that may accidentally get pulled off or dropped. No, these pants had been tucked away but were now smack dab in front and halfway to the floor. And when she picked them up, they were sopping wet like we literally wrung them out in the sink to show the maintenance man that we weren't crazy. We even monitored the spot on the floor to see if it grew or became increasingly wet like what you would expect to see if there was a leak and there was nothing. The four of us could not come up with an alternative explanation to the water. We even tried to explain it by asking my roommate if maybe her water bottle had spilled everywhere when she sat her backpack down. The many problems to that theory were, one, her water bottle didn't hold that much water, two, it didn't explain the pants being out or them being soaked, and three, the fact that her backpack was in the living room and the closet door was shut and the water was completely contained within the closet. There was simply no explanation. You can probably guess no more studying was done that night. Many weird things happened in this apartment, but since we moved out and graduated, neither of us had any experiences like this. So it goes to show, we weren't just making this up or overthinking things. 
As always, the pictures will be posted on social media and on Patreon. So that's Instagram, Facebook and Patreon. And um, let me just say, that picture of the handprint on the pillow, that's a handprint. You know, it's it's. It, I don't think it's one of those pictures where you're like, oh, it's kind of ambiguous. There's a bit of pareidolia going on there. No, it's a handprint. And if I came home and saw a handprint on my pillow that I knew was not mine or my roommate's, I would shit myself. I would be convinced that there was an actual man coming into the house or coming into the apartment. And is that even more terrifying than a paranormal man, than the hat man? I think maybe it is. Actually, I think it definitely is. Because what does the hat man even do? Just stand there and stare, make things cold, make people feel uneasy. I can deal with that. Those handprints, the handprint on the mirror and the handprint on the pillow are giving me a major case of the heebie-jeebies. Because you know on mirrors, like you can get residual shapes, handprints, marks or whatever that are left when somebody has marked the window or marked the mirror when it is all condensation-y. And then those marks can stay for ages and then they show up anytime just condensation again. Like we all know that. But if this is your bathroom that you're using all the time, you would have absolutely noticed it prior to this, right? So the thought of a handprint suddenly appearing makes me want to climb inside my own skin. And I guess as well, it's another one of those situations where you have this terrible sense of validation, right? If you, somebody who's also living in the building is like, oh my God, shit, yeah, no, I've been having experiences too. And I saw a similar man, like with an old timey jacket and a hat. But is this, is this the hat man? Or is this just a man wearing a hat, you know? Is this some form of like residual energy? Or is it the kind of unsettling shadow entity that is the hat man? Again, hat man, I'm I'm calling you out. I'm reaching out to you personally, publicly on this podcast. And I'm saying, if you want to come and tell your side of the story, I'm here to listen. We're ready for it. But those trousers showing up, dripping wet in the closet has also given me the ick. The paranormal ick, if you will. That sounds like some very poltergeisty activity. And I totally get what you were saying about um having like dress trousers that are going to be in the back of the wardrobe because you only take them out for certain occasions they're not in your everyday rotation so they're not going to be at the forefront of your mind or the forefront of your wardrobe and there isn't really a reason to get them out outside of those particular events or scenarios right so so how did they get out of the closet dripping wet then back in the closet towards the front of the closet almost as if whatever it was wanted your housemate your roommate to find it straight away I don't get it. I don't understand it. That's so poltergeisty. And the actual mechanism of stuff like this really baffles me at times. Like, were the trousers moved out of your wardrobe, carried across the room, dipped in the sink, the tap turned on, carried back across the room and then put back into the wardrobe? Or does the water materialise in the wardrobe and soak the trousers? Like, these are the things that I need to know. These are the things that keep me up at night. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. 
Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And story number two comes from JJ. It started before me or my big sister were born. My mom always had stuff happening and I think she even dabbled with a Ouija board when she was younger. When my big sister was born, she would talk to herself in random hallways, which could just be a child's imagination, but she would have whole conversations, my mom always said. When I was born was when it got the worst. My toys would move and make noise to the point that my mom threw one off the porch screaming for it to go away and never come back, that it was not welcome. Most recently, we would come home and all of our glass bottles we have kept over the years, like old Coca-Cola bottles we find on our land, are all moved around when we get home. But those are all little encounters. Here are my two most scary recent ones. I've never slept great as a kid, but never had sleep paralysis. But this one night I woke up unable to move and I remember looking around, and I looked at the corner of my bed, and there was a little girl, probably no older than seven, with her arms crossed on the edge of my bed. She had two red gashes on the top right of her forehead, but I fell back asleep and woke up the next morning. On my way to school, I told my mom and she laughed and didn't believe me. My last really scary encounter happened a few years ago. Me, my sister and her best friend that has since passed away all saw this happen. We were chilling in my sister's room really late at night, probably around 2am, when we started hearing a really loud running water noise. We all looked at each other scared and they would not move so I got up to open my sister's door and the bathroom was right across the hall. As I opened the door, the water noise got even louder. We finally got the courage to go and look in the bathroom. We went in there, and both faucets to the bathtub were all the way down. These handles are really hard to turn on, let alone be all the way turned down with the water on full blast. There was no one but us three and our two parents in the house, and they were dead asleep. We ran back to my sister's room and stayed up the whole night. And I know you don't like to bring this up, but we do live on old Native American grounds, and that might have something to do with the girl that I saw and why she had those red markings. But the tub one is really weird. And all of the stories about sleep paralysis made me want to write in. This podcast helps me feel like I was not crazy when seeing all that stuff happen. JJ, that's what we're here for. We're here to make people feel like they are not alone in their paranormal experiences. This is a judgment-free zone. Isn't it funny how often like haunted stories, haunted houses. Part of the haunting is often faucets or taps turning on and off or the sound of water running or toilets flushing, that kind of thing. Is 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 that right? I'm going to say something that's probably going to make sceptics like really roll their eyes. But isn't there supposed to be a thing with water and paranormal energy? Like running water, paranormal energy, rivers, lakes, that kind of thing. Like what if it's a, what if it's along a similar vein that the energy from the running water, I don't know, gives energy to the spook? Who knows? Or maybe it's because it's an easy way to get immediate attention. Because you're living in a house and you hear water running, you are immediately going to want to know where the source of that water is coming from, right? All in all, we've got a lot of attention-seeking ghosts in today's stories. Attention-needing entities. 
before we wrap up this episode, uh, there's a couple of things that I wanted to say. First of all, it is the uh, British Podcast Awards Listener's Choice voting season yet again. Can't believe it's been a year already. If you've been around for a long period of time, you will know that that means I will be saying, hello, please vote for, please vote for Real Life Ghost Stories in the British Podcast Awards. I'll post the links, etc, etc, to different places as, as soon as, as soon as possible. And I would really appreciate your vote. It is an absolutely stellar form of advertising for the podcast. It's totally free to vote. And last year, Real Life Ghost Stories came third in the British Podcast Award Listener's Choice and the Irish Podcast Award Listener's Choice. Is there a little bit of me that wants to come second? Yeah, there is. And I might even attend the British Podcast Awards this year. (laughs) And uh, the second thing that I would like to point out is that uh, the band Korn are now doing a collaboration with Adidas. And I'm very excited about it. I've got a case of the Morbs at the moment and uh, feeling, feeling pretty grim and... This this news has made me very happy, so it might make somebody else out there happy too. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Paige and JJ for sending in your stories. Remember, the last story comes from the 6th of February 2023. And if you would like to submit your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast.gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for some extra content, you can subscribe to our Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash reallifeghoststories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad-free. And on that note, I shall see you next time. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.